message along and all is Sing it. Uh, give thanks with a grateful heart this evening. Amen. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the holy one give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his son and stand and sing it again. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his Son. Give thanks with a grateful Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his Son. And now let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am Amen. You believe it? We're going to give thanks. We're going to give our offering this evening. Amen.
Brother Jones, have you helped me this evening? God, thank you for staying, thank you for our prayer for us, and thank you for choosing to use us. And I pray for everybody in the prayer request and help us to open our ears and listen to what's being said. And um, bless the tithes and offering. And all we do, we want to honor you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Maybe seat. Greater is he that is in me this evening. Amen. Amen. Mm. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Satan's like a roaring nine running to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells us so. Many souls have been his prey to soul in some weak But God has promised us today his overcoming power. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Greater he that is in me than he that is in the world. On the day of Pentecost, a rushing mighty wind flew into the upper room and baptized all of them. With the power greater than any earthly foe, I'm so glad I've got it too. I gotta let the whole world know. Greater is He that is in me. Greater is He that is in me. Greater. Man, let's sing only Jesus can satisfy your soul. We're going to bring Brother Aaron out just a couple minutes early because he has the special this evening. Amen. Amen. I hope he caught that. Yes, he did. Amen. If he didn't, he's, he's good anyway. Amen. Let's all stand. The world will try to satisfy. There's longing in your soul. You may search the wild world old, but you will be just as before. You'll never find true satisfaction until you found the Lord for only Jesus can satisfy your soul. 
only Jesus satisfy your soul and only he can change your heart and make you
Praise the Lord. Good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Amen. Well, y'all can have your seats. I was trying to tell them that I'm on the schedule to sing tomorrow night and that I would be back tomorrow night to sing. And uh, they didn't they didn't go for that idea. Uh, they told me I had to sing tonight. And they told me whatever I was going to sing tomorrow night, go ahead and sing it tonight. And if I want to come back and sing tomorrow night by myself, then I'm more welcome to make sure to turn out the lights. So, amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, thank the Lord for all of his blessings. We've got a Thanksgiving week. And uh, looking forward to, I know a lot of people be traveling and all that. Just want to uh, remember all those in prayer. Amen. And uh, thank the Lord for all of his blessings on us. And uh, he's uh, been wonderful to us. Amen. I want to sing uh, number 45 in the spiral book. And uh, leaning on the everlasting arms. And uh, I think we do this in, in G. And uh, try, to, try to get set here. Somebody a lot smaller than me was playing this last time. I don't know who it was, but it was Brother Zach, I think. But, uh, I'm glad we've got a, someone to lean on, someone to walk with. Amen. He leads us and guides us. I'm going to try to play this. Mm-hmm. What a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arm what a blessedness what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arm leaning yes I'm leaning safe and secure from all Leaning on the everlasting arms, 
peace with my Lord so nearly on the everlasting arms. Yes, I'm leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all along. Leaning, yes, I'm leaning, leaning on the everlasting arms. Yes, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, safe and secure from all along. Yes, I'm leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen. Praise the Lord. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen. God bless you. Let's all stand to the word tonight. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? That's something to be thankful for. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we're going to look in the scripture. Uh, two places, Matthew 28, and then we'll go to Mark 16. And uh, I want to say we had a wonderful time Sunday with Brother Tim Cross. He really enjoyed the, the, the word. And uh, I, want to, I want to apologize. Uh, I didn't realize Brother Ebenezer was supposed to sing Sunday morning. So, Lord willing, we're going to try to get him to sing this coming Sunday. So we'll try to do that this coming Sunday morning. So uh, if they see that or we'll try to get in touch with him so, so he'll know. But. Also, at the end of the service, we're going to have prayer. When uh, Brother Wade comes up, we're going to have prayer for the ones that are going, of us that are going to Honduras. We'll uh, have, have everybody come up and we'll pray together for the, for the trip. And uh, tell Brother Wade, we got Brother Michael. He's not here, won't be here, but he's leaving Friday also, and we got him a prayer cloth also Sunday because I knew he wouldn't be here. So uh, just continue to remember them in prayer and uh Looking forward to a good time in the Lord and uh, just see how the Lord leads us. But uh, going to a place I've never been before, but uh, I uh, know that wherever we go, the commission tells us, as the scripture says, that's one of the reasons I want to I want to look at this tonight. The great commission is the good news. Because that's what he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every living creature. And here, here in Matthew, he said to go and teach all nations these things. And uh, that's kind of what I want to look at tonight. Because you know what? It is good news. Amen. But, the, but you know, the, the world don't see it as good news. They don't realize what, what has, been, has been proclaimed in this day. But praise God that we have eyes to see and ears to hear. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just all pray before we read the scripture tonight. Heavenly Father, we're thankful, Lord, to be in your house again. Lord, together with those of like precious faith, and we just pray that you just come help us tonight. Lord, get out of the way, and Lord, let us hear from you tonight. Lord, it's not, it's not us, it's not what we can do, Lord, but it's what you do. And 
Lord, if we get in one mind and one accord, you said that you would come and speak and Lord, just help us get ourselves out of the way. Lord, have the preeminence in the service tonight. Lord, touch each one that has a need. Lord, the ones that are listening in, be listening in later. Lord, just be with them, touch them, whatever the needs are. And Lord, we just want to thank you. Lord, we set aside this time of this time of the year, Lord. The world looks and sets the time of Thanksgiving aside, Lord, for what you've done for us, Lord. But Thanksgiving is every single day of the year, Lord. Lord, for what you've done for us. So we just can't thank you enough, can't praise you enough. And Lord, there are many that will be traveling and doing different things. And Lord, we just pray that your hand will be upon them. Lord, bless each one. Lord, bless the gatherings. And Lord, we just commit all things to you. Lord, there's many that have a need in their bodies. Lord, they're seeking answers, Lord. But Lord, we just commit them to you, Lord. And we know that you can touch them because we've seen you move and even even when it didn't look like there was no way and but you've come on the scene and and worked a miracle and if you can do it once you can do it again and but as the the man that came with the child that was sick lord and he he come and said lord help my unbelief lord help our unbelief lord that that we can believe because you said if thou canst believe all things are possible. And Lord, that is still real today. So Lord, just help us in our, in our ways. We commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Matthew 28, beginning at 18, verse 18, he says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And then the other portion of Scripture is Mark 16, very familiar Scripture. And he says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. God bless you tonight. You can have your seats. You know, looking at, at these passages of Scripture here, when Jesus is speaking to them and, and giving them, Brother Brown said it was the commission, the great commission to go and all, teach all nations. And he, here he said, was speaking in Mark, talking about preach the gospel to every creature. But then he was talking about teach all nations all these things and baptizing them. And then he says, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And, you know, the, the word there, observe, you know, many times when we look at the word observe, we just think it means to, to look at or to watch. But, you know, the, the word observe has many different meanings to it. Amen. You know, we're getting ready to observe Thanksgiving. So, you know, we just don't look at it. We participate. Amen. I don't know about the rest of you do. I do. Yeah. Amen. I don't know about the rest of you. I participate. 
So, you know, so when you look at, to, when it says to observe, it's not just to look at something or to maintain observation of, you know, to watch, but it also means to stay in compliance with. It also means to take part of. So you're taking, so when you observe something, you're looking at what, what the scripture says and you're getting into what, what Jesus said because he said, observe the things that I have said unto you. Right. And you know, one of the things that when we look at things and we talk about observe, well, you know, there's, uh, there's two sides to that because it's not just doing something, but it's not doing something also right. because there, when you, when you observe, then you have to know which way you're supposed to go, you know, just like the the word crime when you talk about crime and everybody thinks well that means committing something you know i don't i, I you know to do something well don't pay your taxes and see if you if you don't end up in trouble yeah. you know because it, why because uh, the word crime actually means an act or omission that's against the law so when we talk about observing something, then we have to know, just like the scripture says, abstain from all appearance of evil. So those things that when he said, do these things, where there's things that he told us not to do, and those things we stay away from. But there's things that he wants us to do, and those things that we are supposed to do. So when we observe the things that are in the scripture, then we understand because he said, you show them to demonstrate the scripture. You just demonstrate these things because he said, I'm telling you that because he said, when you go to do these things, he said, demonstrate the gospel to the people, not just preach it, not just talk about it, but it's actually a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, when it, because, you know, one of the things here in, in the scripture, when, when, uh, Jesus is speaking to the disciples and tell them, you know, he tells them to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But see, it took a revelation because Peter, when he got up on the day of Pentecost, he didn't go back and tell them exactly what Jesus said because he knew what the revelation of the word was that Jesus had given him. And when he stood up there and began to speak to them, he said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost came, but it, you observe these things that I have told you to do because he never said to baptize in the, in the title form of the Father's Son, but he told them that there was a name and he said, he said there was only one name given under heaven whereby men shall be saved. And he said, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of Christ. Jesus. So there was one name that was given that has all of the power, has all of the glory. Everything that rests in, in God was placed in one name, and that was in placed in Jesus Christ, and that was the name that was given to us. And so when, what do we take on? Then when we become a child of God, we take on the name Jesus Christ. Then as the bride of, of Christ, that we become Mrs. Jesus Christ. We are living in the power of the name Jesus Christ. That's who we are today. Not who we're going to be or, you know, hoping for. No, that's who we are. We have, that's who we are. That's what, that's what the good news has come and brought to us, who we are. So here, this, this is from the message, my Redeemer liveth. And I, I've got a few quotes I want to, I want to read here. And Brother Brown says, now this message that was read to us this morning 
We would call it the Great Commission. It was the last commission our Lord gave his disciples to go to all the world to preach the glorious good tidings of the resurrection to all the world for a witness. And then he would return and that signs and wonders would accompany this message that was to be preached. And then he goes on and he starts talking about Christian religion. He starts talking about the Catholic Church and all the things that... Just a skip time, but you know, he talks about all that. And he says, but he said, it's always been my contention, friends, that those things mean nothing. Because, you know, when he starts talking about, you know, when, when you try to hallow the ground and you try to put up relics and tokens and everything, Brother Bram said, God never sent us relics and tokens. He sent us the Holy Ghost. When all the things that, you know, we try to, uh, people try to observe these things and, you know, they want to put up and have all these things. Well, that actually means nothing. There's no power there. Because, you know, many times when, they, when you go back to the Old Testament and you look at all the things that the, the people in the Old Testament, when they went back and, you know, they were just going through the motions and doing these things that, that God had told the children of Israel to do, well, they just become a stink in God's nostrils because there was no faith there. There was no believing in what was going on. It was just something they went to church and done and went through the rituals and then they went home because they never believed in the power that would take place under the... Under under what God was trying to do for them. Why? Because the people that stood in the pulpit and preached to them day after day, week after week, month after month, they just went by because they did not believe what they said. Why? Because it was just a carnal commandment to them. They just went through the motions. Why? Because standing behind the pulpit, the people that actually preached it didn't believe it. And it's the same way today. Is that people that stand behind the pulpits don't even believe what they preach? Why? Why are people so tossed about? Why? Why? Why is denominations in the in the mess they are today? Why? Why do we see these kind of things? Why? Because people don't believe what the word says. And so if they don't believe it, then they say, "Well, you know, I just I just take my own ideas, my own thoughts." Well, if you get to the point where you start taking your own thoughts, well. You're in real trouble. Because how can, how can you try to understand the great infinite things of God with a finite mind? But he says, it's always been my contention, friends, that those things mean nothing. It isn't any man can die and lay in the ground, but what rose from that is what we worship today. A living, resurrected, ascended Lord Jesus who lives today, he said many people can die. But it takes what rose from the dead, and when he rose from the dead, because he was the only one that could lay down his life, because he told them ahead of time, he said, he said, tear down this temple, but he said, in three days I'll raise again, because he knew what he was, what he was called to do, what the word had told him to do. When he walked out there, he knew what was going to take place, but he knew because the word had said so, that when he went down, corruption would never touch that body, and he would raise resurrect in power. And, and so you and I are the same way today. If, if we have went through the same process that he went, because when we die out to ourselves, when we raise, we raise in newness of life in the power of Jesus Christ. But the problem is, is people don't see that. People don't believe that. But let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, that's more real than the seat you're sitting on. That's more real than the air you breathe. See, 
Jesus, this is from the, the Easter cell. He says, he said, Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. How far all the world? Who to every creature? He said, they've never received it yet. And these signs shall follow them that believe. How long all the world? Who to every creature? These signs shall follow them in all the world and in every creature. And then he continues on, dropping down. Just skip that to the next one. Where he says, Paul is ordaining these 30 years later. And Galatians 1, 8. Yep. If an angel from heaven preaches to you any other gospel than this which is already received, see, already been preached, let him be accursed. He said, I believe that Pentecost began without an ending. I believe it's to be every creature, all times, at all places, that Pentecost should always remain. The Pentecostal blessings should be upon the people. Then he says, now what is this Pentecostal blessing? He said, it's the confirmation of the resurrection. He says, no wonder the gospel itself means good news. Good news of what? He has raised from the dead. And because I live, ye shall live also. Ye shall, which ye which were once dead in sin and trespasses, God has quickened us together by that spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. And we are now sitting in heavenly places with him, communing with him, talking with him. What a joy to tell the people that story that believes it to be the truth. And he says, I'm wondering today, just got a little bit more. He said, uh, but I'm wondering today, it's what's happening. Are we really getting the people to God? Are we just getting them to church? We must get them to Christ where this quickening power. He said, it's good to go to church, but he said, that's not far enough. But to go on to Christ from the church because we must receive this quickening power. If we ever expect to be in that general resurrection because it's the only thing that will ever bring us from the dead. For if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, it'll also quicken, make, bring you to life your mortal bodies. What a promise to tell. What a promise to us. He said the very essence of this resurrection is to tell and to show and to prove that Jesus has raised up from the dead. He's not dead. He's alive living he's he's he lives here he's in us it'll be with you even in you a little while in the world seeth me no more yet ye shall see me for i will be with you even in you until the end of the world now as christians we all claim he is alive or we have been quickened from quickened from life from death to life by his spirit. And if we haven't been quickened, then we've not been made alive. So that's what, so God has come and he has, he has quickened the word. He's made us alive. So when he said, when he said this thing, what is, what is us to do is to proclaim that he is alive. He's risen from the dead because the things that he done that we shall do also to proclaim exactly what he done is we're here today to do the exact same thing because we are, we are the body of Christ. If we're the body of Christ and the things that the head done, then the body will do also. And he said greater you do the same works, but he said, you do the, but greater than these shall you do. More than this shall you do. 
But many times they, the devil wants to wants to cloud our minds. He wants to cloud our vision. And not, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know if that's for me. If that's for somebody else. And, you know, it, it's it's okay if Brother Bob does that. But you know, the thing is, it's but, but you lay hands on the sick. Amen. You cast out devils. Amen. You know, well, we're just going. We'll just wait till Sunday, and we'll we'll call Brother Wade. No, you cast out Amen. devils Amen. because you know what you because if if the devil is bothering you, then you know what. We can come and lay hands on you. We can anoint you with oil. But you know what? Unless you speak the word, the devil is not going to leave. You're the one that's got to speak to him and tell him he's got no hold on you because you're God's property and you're laying a claim on the word of God for him to leave. And if you don't do that, don't expect nothing to take place. It takes you. You've got to speak the word. If you say to this mountain, be moved and don't doubt. He didn't say he didn't say for anybody else. He said you do it. Amen. Even though even the weakest Christian, yes. if you're in the body of Christ, then you have you have that position because you have that that authority. You have that claim on the word to do that. Then it doesn't matter how weak, how because what he say the weakest Christian when the weakest Christian gets down on their knees, he said the gates of hell shake. Yes. Why? Because the whole foundation is shaking because you began to pray and seek God. Yes. And we thought, well, you know that's that's good, but sometimes we don't actually just sit down and meditate on that and realize that you know what you are more than a match through through. Jesus Christ, who's given you the power, you're more than a match for the devil. By ourselves, we're not, but through him, through him that's loved us and has equipped us, then we're more than a match. But you know, we don't have to, we don't have to pray and, and worry and fret. Take God at his word. Believe what he said. Believe what he said about you. But if we can just put our, our faith in what he said. Amen. This is from the, the message, the faith that was once delivered to the saints. And let's see here. He was talking about the woman at the well. And he says, many times here when he was on earth and before going away, he said, these things that I do shall ye do also. You do also. Even more than this shall ye do, for I go to my Father. Go ye into all the world. The last commission, the great commission to every minister. Go ye into all the world and preach the yeah. gospel. What is the gospel, you say? It's the word. Not only, excuse me, Paul said the gospel came not through the word only, but through the power and the manifestation of the word by the Holy Ghost. Amen. To teach the words like reading a newspaper. But he says, but we want to see someone anointed with the Holy Spirit. Here, Brother Randall was speaking, and, and here he was talking about the, um, the Methodist bishop there in India. And, you know, because Brother Brown said one time, they told him, said, listen, we can quote and understand the, the, just the letter of the word. He said, we understand because this is a... Um, an Eastern book, and he said, we understand this better than you do. Yep. He, said, he said, when it comes to understanding what's written in the, on the page, we understand that. We read that. We know all that. 
We, we can give great, great dissertations on that. But he said, he said, but what we want to see, because they had been so wrapped up in seeing just, just the mundane and all these things, but what they were desiring was to see it come alive. Amen. And he said, he said, that's the reason he said, we want to see someone, when he's telling Brother Randall, we want to see somebody anointed with the Holy Ghost that can make it live again. Why? Because they read in the Scripture what took place back then. Well, if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then we're desiring somebody to show us that he's still alive today. Not just, not just some historical God where we read about what took place years ago, but no, we want to see what him to live today. He said, that's it. He said, we want somebody who can produce what the Bible says it will do. See? Otherwise, we want to see the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Amen. There you are. Amen. He wants. To, so we, that's what God has called us to do is to demonstrate the gospel because the world is looking for somebody to make these things alive, to make these things real, to make these things known. Yeah. Not just not just talk about it. Why? Because there's many people that that have heard the word and and they but, but you know they get so wrapped up on things and you know they they don't even believe what they, what they've read. But you know what it takes it takes a, a a move of the Holy Ghost to show these things and make them come alive. You know it's so it's so amazing because you know. When, when it becomes alive to you by the Holy Ghost, when, the, when it becomes quickened to you, you know, you don't have to have an answer. Why? Because that is the answer. Because when it becomes real to you, it doesn't matter what anybody else comes and tries to take you away from that and tries to bring every kind of evidence contrary to the word. If the word has been quickened to you, if it becomes real because it becomes a part of you, then you know what? You won't, you won't walk away from that because there's nothing going to sway you away from that. Because you don't need, you don't need an answer. Why? Because he is the answer. Because when it becomes real to you, that's what that will hold you. You know, I was listening to Brother Matt Watkins the other day, and he was he was preaching, and and he was talking about uh, there was there was these men that were Bible scholars, and and they had the one man said he said I've always had problems trying to read the Scripture where it talked about. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, trying to understand that. And, and you know, when you, when you begin to look at those things, you know, when you, when you see the, the life that Lot lived and, you know, here, here Lot was looking at God speaking to Abraham, leading Abraham in, in the way that he should go. And, you know, then Lot was standing right there, right behind him, watching to see all these things. And yet he gets so wrapped up. Because because here is here's a man that's trying to follow God, and you know he's trying to stay away from the things of the world because God's not leading him that way. But you know what? Lot just got just close enough to just, just to be a carnal believer, but he couldn't see what God was doing because God was trying to lead him, and you know he just got close enough, he just got religious enough. But the problem was the pull of Sodom was too much for him because he could see how wonderful things looked. At Sodom, and he all of a sudden, and he went down to Sodom, because you know what he was because the pull of Sodom was too great for him. But you know what, the people of God, the children of God, 
Abraham, when he was being led, and you know what? God brought him away from those things. Even when he failed, even when he walked the wrong way, then you know what? God was there to put him back on the right track, to lead him the right way. But here's, here's Lot going into Sodom because not only does he look towards Sodom, but the next thing you know, because he saw the well-watered plains, but the next thing you know, he's wrapped up in the middle of it. And Brother Matthew was talking about, you know, you know they, they can't see, you know, when, when, they, when they looked, they were trying to, the archaeologists have tried to find where, I don't know if any of y'all have heard this, but, you know, the archaeologists were trying to find exactly where Sodom and Gomorrah were. And uh, people, have, they've tried to do the digs and all that, tried to find where they're at. And, uh, you know, the, these men that were Bible scholars, you know, here they are. And it's like, well, you know, I just have a hard time believing what took place in Sodom. You know, and all these things. And it's like, well, you know, that was, you know, was that just a fairy tale? That was just something that was written in the scripture? Or was it really real? Well, all of a sudden, these men, they got in touch with these archaeologists that were doing these, these digs, and they were finding these things. And this man actually had read the Scripture, and I guess he was um, a Christian, and he was an archaeologist, but he began to dig. And, you know, everybody else had their own ideas where, where it was, but he began to read the Scripture and began to look and said, No, I think Sodom and Gomorrah is in a different location than everybody else thinks. And so he started to dig where he thought that it might be. Well, when he started to dig down, they started finding all of the, the artifacts in the ground. And as they, they were digging them up, he come across pottery that was in the ground. And he looked at it and he said, we've got a problem. He said, we got pottery in the ground that's glazed. And he's like, this kind of glazing didn't come to the, like the Ottoman Empire. It's many years in the future. We, so he's like, this can't be it. So they, they were looking, they began to dig, and they see more things. But he said they took this pottery, they sent it off to a lab and had them look it up. And he said, analyze this and tell me what you find. So they looked at it, and they said, well, it's called uh, the glazing on there. It's not like an average glazing, what you would think. But he's called it, they, I believe they called it trinitite. Trinitite is a heavy, is a great heat that's been applied to this, this pottery. That He said trinitite is actually when sand turns to glass in a nuclear explosion. And he said, that's what was on those pots. And he said, they began to dig and find human remains. And he said, they found them from the waist, from the waist down. And he said, the waist up, he said, a lot of them were just completely disintegrated. And, they, and all of the things, they began to look at all the different things that they saw in this dig. Well, when they began to talk about it, the uh, archaeologists didn't want to explain it outright. And they just said, well, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was, des was destroyed by a heat event. But they didn't want to explain what they meant by that. And so they went on. So they started, when they, when they had finished their course and had turned the cameras off, they come in and they began to explain what took place. They said it would had to have been a nuclear explosion for that kind of destruction to take place. And they, when, they, when they began to see that, then all of a sudden, here are these men that had spent their lifetime one had spent his lifetime trying to understand these things by digging, and this other man had actually spent his lifetime in a class, reading the Bible, had went to church all of his life. 
had spent years all of his life trying to understand, trying to read the scripture, trying to gain understanding, and, and couldn't grasp that it just takes simple childlike faith because God said he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. But you know, all of a sudden, then it's like, well, you know what? That changed my whole attitude. That changed my whole way of life. It came to my whole fault because all of a sudden somebody brought me proof that God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Because what took place was not just not just some kind of natural occurrence, but there was something that supernatural had to take place there. Because when you see the damage, the destruction that took place there, then all of a sudden they're saying, oh, well, you know, I believe that. Well, you know, how terrible it is that somebody's got to have, have proof that, it, that, it, that, it, that something took place when, when it just takes childlike faith, yeah. whether, whether I see it or not. You know, I believe it because God said so. I don't, have to, I don't have to hold pottery. I don't have to go to the Holy Land, although it would be great. I don't have to walk the shores of Galilee. Why? Because I was in him when he walked the shores of Galilee. But you know what? He's here today, and he's the same as he was back then. He's the same yesterday. Yesterday, today, and forever. I don't need to hold pottery or relics or anything like that. All I need is the same life that was in him inside of me. When nobody nobody believed him. When he walked when he walked out there, nobody understood him. They didn't understand those things. But you know what? As as Peter said, when they were standing there and asking him those things about the scripture, and he won't know, are you going to go also? And he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Amen. Thou alone has the words of eternal life. Amen. Thou, he didn't understand it. Right. So this is from, uh, we would see Jesus, Brother Ram says, he said, he said, what we lack today, if, if when Christ gave this commission to go to all the world, not to make churches or to build buildings or to make schools, which are all right, but he said, preach the gospel. And the gospel is not building buildings or sending people to school, but it's the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. He, then he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. He said, but the Bible still remains that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, day, and forever. Amen. Then if he is the same, he has to be the same in principle Amen. and power. He has to be the same as he was. Only one difference, a corporal body. But before he left earth, he said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Now the vine does not bear fruit. The branch bears fruit, not the vine. So he left in charge of his church this great commission to bear the same fruit that he bore when he was on the earth. So we are given that commission, but if we are also given the commission, then we're also given the power. Amen. Then we're, all, we're also equipped to do the same thing. Amen. Then we have Amen. that. Then we have what we need to do those things. Yep. Right. Then all you have to do is draw from that. Because if you, if you have received it, then it is just as, as real to you and to me as it was to him. That's right. Because if, if, we are, if we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, then the same thing that he had, we have. Imagine. Then it's the same that he, to him. Yep. See? And so continue on here. 
He said when he was speaking to the to the Greek, when he said said we would see Jesus. He's not so much as we would hear him, but we would, would just love to see him. I just wonder if that wouldn't be the same feeling not to every person here to see Jesus. Then how could we see him in his church, in his people? Amen. He said, we are written epistles. The spirit of Christ lives in his people and produces his life. And his ministry continues to go until he comes again. And here he is. It's the blindness of our eyes. The reason we don't see him, if we could just open our eyes to things that are real. If we can just open our eyes to the things that are around us. And Brother Bram continues on there and he tells the story about the, about the little boy. Wanting to know. He said, can, can anybody see God? Can anybody find God? And, you know, everybody's like, well, you go ask the preacher and different ones. But, you know, the preacher, well, you know, you can't really see God. But, you know, he got so discouraged. But, you know, he found an old man, that old fisherman down by the, by the river. And, you know, he asked him, he said, can anyone see God? After all the things that he had looked for in his life, because, you know, he sat on a church pew and he heard so much in his life. But, you know, he desired to see God. He, he desired, a little boy desired to see the living God, a, a, a living demonstration of God. And then when, when he was there and he was out there in the boat with that old fisherman and he began to weep and he told him, you know, he hugged that little boy and said, God bless your heart. He said, he said, that's all I've seen for the last 40 years. And everything that I see is I see him. Everything in my life is him. Everything that I look at, I can see him in everything. Yes, can you see God? Yes, he's in all, he's in every aspect of your life. If you'll just look for him, you'll see him. He's there. But many times, as he said, we were so blind to the things that are around us, we miss the things of God. We miss the things that God has trying to reach out to us. See here, and this is continuing on, just scroll on up. And Brother Ram, he, Brother Ram's still here in, in the message, we would see Jesus. And, you know, he, he's speaking of, of, the, of the little, the, the lady that brings her, her son into the uh, five and dime store. And, you know, she's rattling everything in front of him, trying to get his attention. And you know what? He's just stone deaf and stone blind. You know, he's just so fixated because he's, a, you know, she's a, well, the doctor says he's better, but he's not. And he doesn't change. He's in the same kind of condition that he was before. And he says, see, and I just wonder in this day that we live now, if God isn't taking his child from place to place and manifesting different gifts and so forth before them, that they still sit numb-brained, just so dead in sin and trespasses until they can't see the glory and the gift of the Lord that he's trying to present before them. May that be far from this great church tonight that's gathered here as God reveals himself. May we be earnest and sincere to see that it is Christ trying to make himself known to this church for the salvation of souls, for the healing of bodies, and for every redemptive blessing that he died for all belongs to his church and to every believer. So, you know, many times in our lives, because that's what the devil wants us to do, but sometimes we, God brings things in front of us and he tries to get our attention to tell us who we are, but sometimes we're just like that. We get so numb-brained to the things. Why? Because the devil is right there in front of you. He's hounding you. He's right there to hit you and that God's trying to reach out and show you who you are. Amen. And, when, and so when, when these things happen, see, we're so bound by these things. Amen. And God's trying to tell us, listen, there's a greater, there's a greater thing than what you have today. Yes. 
Just go on a little further. Let's not stop. Lord, help us not be numbered. See, if we just get bound by these things, because that's what the devil wants us to do. Get so wrapped up in things that we don't see God in it. This is from the message, Hear Ye Him. He says, I want to approach this tonight from a different standpoint. And now Jesus meets with men in great circles of many, one time with 500 brethren, once with 70, with 12, with three, with even with one. Right. He said, that's what makes him so divine, that what makes him the infinite God to me is because he does things in such a simple way that our little finite mind cannot comprehend right. it. He said, his ways are beyond ours. They're past our understanding. And to think that he would come down from heaven to visit one poor lost sinner is more than I can understand. How did he ever come down to take on the form of sinful flesh to die to save sinners? Why was he so interested in our healing that he was, that he was striped and wounded by the Roman lash and through his stripes and suffering that we who suffer might be delivered? It's more than the little finite mind can catch. He said, and to think that he would bring himself down, he would walk to an individual, would save an individual that would heal his enemy who was against him, who had done everything against him and blasphemed his name, and yet he was willing to come down and make this atonement and make that so that we could receive it. Then there's, there's one thing that starts... Then there's one thing that startled my thinking is how could a mortal being ever turn down and reject such divine love when you know that you're eternity bound, when you've got to spend that time somewhere, when all preparations has been made for your good pleasure and your eternal life and then to cast it aside for just a little pleasure of this mortal life, then you would complain about Esau selling his birthright. He said, we are way beyond Esau in the way we sell our heritage for less than what Esau got. And how when, when you begin to take in the, the account of what God done for us when he came, when he left everything behind, when the, the splendor of heaven and all that, when he left all of that behind to come down to take on our, our position, our flesh, because he was not sinful, but he took on the, the likeness of sinful flesh just like we were in, and he came down to, to live this journey, but he, but he lived this journey to show us that he, we can overcome because he overcame. It. And when he came down, then he took those stripes on his back so that we that would he would have our healing because it was already paid for before you ever got sick, before you was ever born, before you ever come into the world, your feeling was already because before because he was stood as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So before any of this was take place, the, the way was already made, the price was already paid. But you know, when he came down and to finish these things to show us what he had done, then how can somebody, when you begin to, to see what God has done for you, to turn him down? How can, how can you just become so numb to this? It's so, it's so hard. But praise God, you know, that's what God wants us to do by the preaching to catch our attention. Listen, 
Wake up. Realize who you are. That's right. Take these things. Yes. <clears throat> see, when you, when you see what God has done for you, then when you, this is what God is trying to give you. Then, this, then it's, it is before you. Then you, you don't have to ask because it's already given to you. It's already yours. See, when you, when you see these things, when you, <clears throat> when you see what God has given you, then it belongs to you. Yes. Brother Ram said, he said, he said, you know, God don't want, to, want a, a favor from you he, because he said he, you know, he is trying to give you eternal life. When he's trying to do these things for you, then it's already for you. Right. Right. He said, but see, then that's what we have to do. We have to understand that that's what God has given to us. And he says, he says no matter how low you are, he said, how little you are, how immortal you are, how indecent you are, how far out of society you've been ousted, yeah. yet the Son of the living God loves you. Amen. And knocks at Amen. your door day after day and night, and you just turn him down. That's terrible. He doesn't even sound sane to do such a thing, to turn down the Son of God who's coming, not to take something from from you, Amen. but to save you from destruction when then it's turned down. He said, what a pitiful sight. It doesn't seem mentally right to turn him down. Right. It isn't mentally right to turn him down. Right. It's a loss of mind to turn down the Son of God when he knocks at your heart's door. Amen. Yet, he's turned down and will return back. Amen. Yeah. Why? Because he comes so many times and knocks at the door. And keeps bringing the same thing and, and showing you, hey, there's a way out. We've got the remedy. We've got everything that you have need of. And yet we go right back and we'll, and we'll stay in the same condition and miss out what God has done. When God is trying to speak to them. And speak to them. But, you know, just like, just like the, the disciples there, you know, when the disciples heard the word, you know, there was so many just like the, those 70 and, you know, all the different ones, the multitudes heard Jesus when, when, when he was feeding them the, the fish and the loaves and all those things. You know, he had a whole crowd of people. He couldn't get rid of them. You know, they, was, they just hung to him. But when he began to bring the word, when he began to show them, hey, this is where you are and this is where you ought to be. When he began to identify who he was and show them the way that because the, the scripture says, he said, he came to his own and his own received him not. But you know, when he came to them, when he began to make it known to them to show them who they were, then all of a sudden, who in the world can handle these things? When he, began, when he began to tell them, he said, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life. But he was trying to show them there is the way that because of what was promised in the Old Testament, he was the fulfillment of it, that you can have the same life. But they missed that. And here he is, when the, when the disciples were standing there, you know, they didn't understand what he was talking about, but there was something that was ringing true to them that they couldn't get away from. There was something that they were hanging on to. And Jesus asked him, said, so will you all leave also? He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? He said, you have the words of eternal life. There was something that rang true to them. They didn't understand it. They didn't have to understand it. But he understood them one thing. If they could just believe it. Why? Because they had read in the scripture. Peter, growing up, understanding what the scripture said. And it wasn't going to be the same way that, you know, that the, the priest had said it was going to be. 
the rabbis, the Sadducees, how they thought, you know, he's coming this way and, you know, he's going to come speak to us and he's going to have great robes and, and great words. He spoke, like, he spoke like everybody else and had a, you know, Jesus had a bad name. Nobody wanted to spend any time with him. They thought he was devil-possessed. Sure. All the things, and yet he was the fulfillment of the word. Amen. They, couldn't, they couldn't believe that. But see, they had to understand what God was trying to do for them. Yeah. And it's the same way with you and I. See, we just put our faith in him. Hanging on to these things that, that he said. Just hang on to those things that you've heard. Right. When he began to, and he said, how can, how can you expect God? He said, how can you expect God to do anything for you? He said, when you turn down the very prince of life. Right. When you've heard these things and you see him just like them, when they, when they saw those things and they heard Jesus speaking and tell them what was, what was in the scripture. And he began to tell them that I'm identified in the scripture. I'm identifying you in the scripture. Because when they, when they began to walk away, when they began to doubt what he said, did he not take them back to the Old Testament and tell them, your father's done the same thing and you'll do the same thing? When he told, this, when he told the Pharisees, he said, you're of your father the devil and you do the same thing. You're going to turn, you, you killed all the prophets and you buried them up there and you polished their tombs, but you'll still turn the word down because they done it. He said the same thing. See, they're trying to hang on to their old traditions and, and all those things that, that, that they had always held on to. But see, they were trying to show them a new way, uh, something, that, something that was real, something that right. not just some tradition. Why? Because it just became old and, and rotten and stinking. Yeah, right. Hey, Brother Brown was talking about, you know, just, just like, you know, you hang on to these old things that just, just like a, a, a old egg that's in a, in a nest. And Brother Brown was talking about, he said, you know, you, you see these birds. And he said, he said if, if, if the, the, uh, the, you know, the hen or whatever, the, if the woman bird, female bird had not been with the male, said, you know, she can sit on all the eggs and she can just be so faithful to sitting on those eggs and she can stay there till she gets so poor she can't get up off the eggs. But you know what the problem is? is he said, if she's not been with the male, if, she's, if those are not fertilized eggs, she can lay there and she can die. And you know what? Those eggs will rot away. There is nothing that's going to come out of that. So until you come to the right place and get get it fertilized, until it becomes real, until you become receive the word and it becomes quickened to you, then it won't do you any good. And the brother Brown says, you know, he said, well, just like talking about divine healing and all those things, he said, if you got to those things and don't see that, he said, it's just like those old rotten eggs. And he said, you need to kick them out of the nest. Amen. You need to clean it all up, fumigate it, sanitize it, get rid of all Amen. of it, and start over until you get rid of all that. Amen. Why? Because if you've got your own idea and it's not bringing forth anything, then it's time to be get rid of it. Just, just get rid of it because it's not going to do you any good. He said, so if you've got to that point and it hasn't changed anything and you're trying to hang on and it hasn't changed, it hasn't produced anything, he said, now it's time for us to get in the altar. We ought to come to the altar and pray until something comes and takes place. Until we pray ourselves through, then we ought to be right here. See, he says, 
He said, you know, you see it, you understand it, because, you know, every one of us has received this invitation. Just everybody has received what caused the word has went forth, and so you have received this invitation to receive it. We see every one of them that, that received it, that they were, then something took place. But you know, just like the rich young rulers, you know, when he came, you know, when he stood there and he took the what was what was given to him, when he you know he understood I need something from God, and, and you know he said he coming and you know he asked the Lord, what do I, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Because he realized you know I need eternal life, and Jesus told him exactly what he needed, and he began to speak to them. See, he began to speak to all of them and understand. But just like the, the rich young ruler and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and so many of them, they couldn't humble themselves to the word. They couldn't humble themselves because they got to the place where they, they this, this, is, this is where I'm at. And they didn't want to give up what they had. They were hanging on to something. And he said, you know, you'll not go any further until you humble yourself and lay all that aside. Right. See, that comes the time. And so we see that the condition that the world is in today. See, as, as it was back then, Brother Ram's talking about what took place back then. This is from the Uniting, uh, the uniting Time and Sign. And he said, we, we see this Uniting Time coming. He said, and the church has united itself against the message. And then when it does that, the nations are uniting themselves in communism to destroy the church again, just like it did in the first place. He said, Israel had to turn down the message first. And when they turned down the message, then the military, the national life, united itself together of other nations and come in and destroy the church. And today they have done, turned down the message of the Lord Jesus and they've turned it down. And now the time has come to where communism is uniting the world together against the church. See, it has to be that way. Amen. He said, now it's hard to say that. Sure. But just like they done, the word came to them. The message went forth to them. Their message for their day, what they were looking for came and it was manifest yeah. in flesh. Yeah. It stood before them in the fulfillment of the word. Yeah. And because they turned it down, they had to turn the message, they had to turn the word down. And when they turned it down, then the judgment came. Because the judgment was waiting them. But you know what? God showed them grace to bring them to the truth. But he turned because, but he said, as he said, you know, as, but he came to his own and his own received him not. But as many as has received them, gave he power to become Yes. The sons of God, even to them that believed on his name, Amen. which were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And he said, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Right. 
See, because they were under they were under the message of grace, but in the wings was was the message of destruction. Because that's what when they turned it down, and because Brother Ram talking about back then, they had the fulfillment of the word. They had the fullness of the word. And what has come in our day? What are where are we living at today? We're living in the day of the fullness of the word. This is the fulfillment of the word because Christ is made flesh again in our day. We have just exactly the same thing that they have because now today we see because what took place back then, they turned the word down and now there's nothing but but destruction. There is nothing but judgment. But praise God, there's a group of people that have received the blessings, the grace of God. They've received that word. And you know what? They will be out of here before there is a judgment, before the judgment falls. Right. See, so we see the world and the condition that it's in because how everything is all falling apart. Yeah. Why? Because when you turn the word down, then you will take everything that is contrary to the word yep. and you will embrace it and you will preach it and, and manifest it as the truth. Yep. And you're going to uh, persecute and go against yep. everybody that is standing for the truth. Yeah. And because you see the condition that the world is in today and you know, everything that, that is right and proper. When you see people, you know, they don't even have common decency for people anymore. You know, it's so amazing when you see these people and, you know, they, you know, they call them, you know, on, on the Internet and everything, you, you see them, and they, everybody talks about Karens. You know, these people, you know, because, you know, all, all their job is, is to get in everybody's business. But it has nothing to do with them. But you know what? They will get so worked up that they'll actually get in a fight with somebody over something that they have no idea what they're doing. Right. Yeah. But, but, because, but they, think, they think that they're the law, that the world revolves around them, that, you know, they're the answer to the problem, and they don't even know the problem. But they will go out there and tell people that you've got to live a certain way, you've got to do a certain thing, and they don't understand what's going on. And argue and cuss and fuss and not even realize what's going on. It was a video of this lady, this man walks up to this lady and tries to talk to her. He just walked up to her car and then she's like, you get away from me, I'm calling the cops. And she's standing there yelling at him the whole time and he's just like, listen, listen, I'm just trying to tell you, your purse is on top of your car. That's all, that's all I'm trying to tell you. And then she reaches up and grabs her purse, pulls it back in the car and says, mind your own business and speeds off. You know, it's like, you know, and, and, the, and the, worst, the worst problem is you, you, you see all these people out there, and, you know, it's like, how handicapped are you? I see you've got a handicapped sticker. We've got to figure out who's handicapped. And, we, and everybody's, one, this person's more handicapped than that person. And, you know, and then, uh, then, we, then we live in a world where everybody's a victim. You wake up in the morning, you ever, everybody's against me. I have all these problems, and then I'm going to tell you, I've got more problems than you. God makes me a bigger victim than you, so you know what? You're supposed to cater to me. And the biggest problem is, is they become a victim of the devil because he's got between their ears, and that's the biggest problem. 
And so you see these people, the condition that they're in, and yet they will get to the point where they'll actually fight people. And it's like, you, you see these people, that, and I mean, you go to you go to these places, people got, have gotten shot. And all, you see all these things take place, and what is it? Well, you know, they didn't treat me like I was supposed to. And you see these people, you know, they, they go to these stores, and it's like, well, you know what? They make too much money, and they just all go in as a crowd and just steal everything that they got and walk out the door. Well, you know, I'm not paying for it. And you see that you see the condition that the world is in, and now everybody's like, well, you know what? You don't have to work for anything. You don't have to learn anything because you know what? You just got to be a big enough victim and make and proclaim that you're you're a victim long enough so somebody will cater to you and give everything you have. And you see this condition that people are in. And not realizing, see, when it, when it just comes into utter chaos. And, it, and, that's, and that's the world that we live in. And the, prob- and the problem is, is when you go to talk to people and you try to tell people, listen, this world is not going to stand. All of this, this stuff that you see every single day, this is, this is utter chaos. This is hell on earth. This, this world will not stand. When you see these people, when it becomes more depraved every single day, and all of a sudden you realize that these people have lost their minds, and you know what? They've got their hands on nuclear weapons. And all of a sudden, well, what's holding them off? What's holding all this off? What's holding off the judgment? There's only one thing that's holding off the judgment, and that's the body of Christ. The bride of Christ is here because the blood is still here, because she's still here. But there's one day that she's leaving, the blood will be gone, and all of a sudden, then the judgment will fall. See, we see these things. So we see who we are. This is from the message of spoken words, the original seed. Brother Bram says, Christ couldn't help being who he was. He was the son of God. That's it. See what I mean now? See, if you were intended, you see the word of God, you believe it. Because why? There's something new. See why? He said, have you ever heard of a strain in a family? A son will kind of impersonate his father, mother, grandfather, grandmother. He said, well, that's the same thing from predestination. You were supposed to be here in the right way at the beginning. But being that you come the way you did, you're subject to the fall. But being that you're predestinated, you hear the word. It brings you right back where you were predestinated. Amen. He said, never saw that before. Brings you right. What makes you believe the word of God and turn down these other things? It's because you were, there is something in you. Way back yonder, you're supposed, Suppose what you made to live here forever. Amen. So you had these things. That's what it was. Because you were predestinated by God's foreknowledge to come to these things. Why? Because you were predestinated because he knew who that you were coming, that you would be here, and the word of God would come your way and reach out and touch you yeah. and reach your path 
and that you would understand these things, that you would receive it. And there's many people out there that won't receive it. But praise God, we were put here for one thing, to receive this word, but we're also put here to manifest the word. Why? Because there's still the lost and the dying out there that have not heard the word. But you know what? We are also to be the ones to show the world the truth of the gospel. Why? Because they've turned it down and they will not receive it. But you know what? There's still a witness. God will always have a witness to the truth of the word in this world. So how many, how many times have we had people that, you know, they, they come along and, and you know, they, they try to tear down everything that the Word says and, you know, all the things that, that has taken place. But, you know, God has always had a witness. Amen. God always has a witness to show the things. When we see people trying to tear down the message and try to discredit and everything, and yet, you know, turns around, there's people that come right on the scene and, and are able to show the things that were there as the truth. Amen. Yes, sir. And they're like, well, you know, nobody saw these things. Nobody, never, no, nobody saw the bridge. Nobody saw all these things. And, you know, all of a sudden, this, this man, you know, as some of y'all have seen the, the video, the man that was the, the lawyer, you know, his dad was mayor there and knew Brother Branham. He said, as a child, my dad told me, he said, he said uh, Brother Bill is clairvoyant. He said, God shows him things. That's how he explained it. But said, well, nobody knows about the bridge. And that man was standing right there. And he said, my aunts and different people in my family knew that the bridge collapsed and knew those men died on the bridge. And this man's not a message believer. But here's a man that grew up that, had, that knew Brother Branham. Knew it. His dad, he said, he said, you know, he was talking about him and Brother Branham would come to their house. And, you know, he said, Brother Branham would sit and drink Coke or whatever and watch TV with his dad and talk. And so these things, and everybody's like, well, there's nobody. All this stuff is made up and everything like that. Well, you know what? There's one witness. Well, it took that one witness right there, that man. And you know what? That man's testimony will judge them a judgment day. Yeah. It will be there to, be, to face them that day. They had one. And so when they, when they say, well, these things didn't take place. Yeah, there was. There was one that was there to be a witness. I think about Brother Billy Paul when, when he, he tells the testimony years ago and he was talking about, uh, I believe it was a man was a, was a dentist or whatever, and he, he went to him, and the man asked him, said, he said, Bill, Billy, uh, he said, have I ever done anything to you? Like, no, except what you're getting ready to do to me right now. But, you know, he brought, a, he brought a message book out, and he put that in front of Brother Billy Paul, and he said, why didn't you tell me about him? Billy Paul not talking about his dad. Yeah. And there was, and there was people that, that found out from other people who, who was about the message, who he was. And he's like, you never told me about your dad. You never explained these things. Well, how much more if the world's out there dying and you right. say, you've not explained to me about your father. Right. Not, not, right. not brother Branham. You know, but your heavenly father, if we're born again, then he will, the world wants to know who is your father. 
Why haven't you shared that with me? Come on. You know, many times you try to share people things with people, and you know it don't even it don't even go. It just goes right out your mouth and falls on the floor. Yep. Right. It doesn't go anywhere. Right, brother. But you know, you never know. You just share the gospel with people. Right. You never know what's going to take place. Because right. <clears throat> it's not it's not our job to see it come to pass, come to fruition. Our job is to sow the seed. See, if we understand these things and we take the things that, that were given to us. And now this is from the message, the investments. And, and Brother Bram's talking about the rich young ruler here, as I was quoting earlier. You know, when he was talking about the, the rich young ruler, see, he knew what he was lacking. Yep. And he said, you know, he never asked, you know, do I need to join your church or anything like that? But he knew that he lacked eternal life. And he said, there's only one form of eternal life. We strive for that. Right. And we was given that opportunity to receive it when he, re when, he, when he asked, because it's written, ask and you shall receive. And it was presented to him and yet foolish enough to turn down because the price was too great. He said, you can't hold to the love of the world and to God at the same time. For you cannot love God and mammon which means the world. And you, if you love the world or the things of the world, the love of God, the love of the Father isn't, isn't in you. See, he had all of the things of the world that he wanted, the great riches and all these things that he had. And he had everything at his grasp, all the things natural, but he had everything supernatural, everything spiritual in front of him. And he had it right there in front of him, and he turned it down. It. He couldn't see the value in it because he, he valued his riches too much. The things that he held, back, that he held him back, right. he realized what he needed, but it was too great of price. Right. And he said, see, you held on to those things. Brother Ram says, you know, he said, I don't care if you own the whole world, the whole world. He said, if you haven't accepted the leadership of the eternal life by the Holy Ghost... How's it going to, who are you anyhow? He said, you're a dead mortal, dead in sin and trespasses. Righteous as you want to be, as faithful as you want to be to the church preacher, if you want to be in the pulpit, but to turn down, you die. When you had everything in front of you, eternal life laid before him and had everything that he had need of. And he was so tied up in that. Eternal life, everlasting life. He said, anything that's eternal never did begin. Therefore, it cannot end. Eternal never begins. Right. And then the only way that you can be eternal is to receive eternal life. Right. And there is only one thing eternal, and that's God. Man. Not by joining a church or creeds or turning a new page on New Year's or whatever it might be, but it's receiving God. Man. The person of God in the form of the Holy Spirit in your life and you become part of God and just as eternal as he is because you're a part of him. Everything has a beginning, has an end. But see, when you, when you pass that, because God never had a beginning, so he never has an end. And when you become that, he said, and that word, and that word in you produces the life of Christ. And it, it could, 
And if I could take the life out of a peach tree and put it in a pear, it would bear peaches no more. It would bear peaches no more. <clears throat> it would bear pears on it because the life of the tree would produce it. Amen. He said, the life that's in you shows what you are. Amen. Your life testifies so loud in you until your testimony is not heard. They know what they what you are by the life you live and the things that you do. If the life of Christ is in you, then therefore the works of the life of Christ you live because that's his life living through you. Amen. You're just a vessel to carry on the work of God. Amen. So when we see these things, see when you when you take these things, the world's going to see who you are. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful that the life that, that you live, if you would just take the life of everybody's, well, I, you know, I, I wish I could be a Christian. I could wish I could be a Christian. I wish I could do these things. I wish I could do these things. Well, you know, what the problem is, is you're trying to do it. You can't do it. The problem is, is you've got to yield to him. See, the tree doesn't bear fruit of itself. The life brings the fruit. A sheep doesn't, doesn't bear wool because it sits out there thinking, um, going to bring, bring forth wool, going to bring forth. You see, I'm going to, and he's out there. <clears throat> what does he do? He rests and relaxes. He's in, he's in a sheep out there. What, what is he doing? He's in the hands of the shepherd. But the life that's inside the sheep is what bears wool. Because he's a sheep, that is, that is the sign. And what does he do? He follows the shepherd and eats. As Brother Joe was talking about the other day, you know, when, you know, when in Psalm, I believe it was Psalms 23, when he was talking about, you know, in the, the beside the green pastures, he lived to be beside green pastures. And he's like, when you, when you stand there looking at the place that, that David was standing, talking about all the rocks that are there. Well, you know, that don't, that don't look like what we would expect to be there. But you know what? The shepherd knows what way to lead them. And lead them to the place where they need to feed. And then all of a sudden, they, when they know when the shepherd is taking care of them and lead them to the right place and eating the right things, and you know what? Then all of a sudden, yep. they just start producing yep. that. Well, you don't have, you know, it's the same way with you and I. If we are the, a child of God, then you know what? We don't have to worry about, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to, No. And you say, well, I've got this problem, brother. I've got this problem. Well, let me tell you something. The same one that brought, if you're in justification, the same one that brought you there, because you know what? You didn't get, you don't justify yourself. You don't get your places. You don't get yourself to justification because it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. So when you're, when you repent, it's the leading of the Lord to you to come to that place. Sanctification takes the word, but you know what? It's the word of God that does that. The Holy Spirit has to do that. Because, you know, so many times, Hemi, we, we've tried to do that ourselves. We, we try, we, we, well, I, I want to fix this problem, and I want to fix that problem. I want to give this up. I want to do that. You know, the more times we do that, we get frustrated. Right. We get overworked and everything like that. And the devil just comes to us and says, you ain't nothing. Why don't you just give up? 
I would, I, I, I would be, I just quit doing it. I, 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 you're such an embarrassment. You know, I, w- I, would, I wouldn't tell nobody I go to church if I live like that. Well, praise God. You know what? I'm just going to continue on. Well, you know what? God started, God started me on this journey. And you know what? God brought me this far. And you know what? I just got to keep putting my hand, just keep it, putting in God's hands and wait on him. Because, you know, what? he's the one that's going to come. Because, you know, if you stay the course... Because he's going to show you the way to go. But if you continue in the way, if you continue in the path that he's called you in, you continue to go that way and just keep holding on, then you know what? You're going to come to the place that one day you're going to realize that the things of the world have no more hold on you. Why? Because the word is coming into you. And as you feed on the word, now you can't, now you can't feed on everything in, in the world and, and you know, all the, all the garbage and everything like that. You've got to, you've got to deal, just put all that to, a, to the side. You've got to come to the place where the one thing that you're feeding on, the one thing you desire is the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Put everything else to the side and, and do away with it. Amen. And feed on the Word and meditate on the Word of God and see if it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change your appetite. It doesn't change your desire. Amen. And quit trying because, you know, you try, well, I, you know, I, I want to do this. No. I want to walk the way God wants me to walk. I want to walk the path he's called me to walk. I want to live the way he wants me to live. Amen. Let's all stand. We'll have the musicians come. I want to live the way he wants me to live. I want to do what God has called me to do. I want to do these things because God is leading the way. Because many times people say, as as the old saying is, is, you you know, I've been in the way a long time. Well, that's what's hindering us lots of times is we're in the way. We get in God's way. But if we can just commit ourselves to the Lord and say, Lord, I, you know, I, every, and every step of the way, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's the same way. You, you yield yourselves to him and see if he doesn't do the work. And everything else, that as you go up the statue of a perfect man, what is it? It's more yielding of yourself. Yeah. Right. And just continue. I'm, I'm just going to yield myself. Because, you know, the devil, he's going to fight you all the way. But you know what? Every time there's a victory, yeah. and you say, what about that devil? Mm-hmm. He, brought, he brought me this far. Yep. Right. Look at the things I've overcome. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't overcome them. It was him through me, I overcame. And I overcome this. Well, then what's the next battle? Well, you know, I overcome. Well, you know, it was, you know, Abraham held on to a promise. God gave him a promise of what was going to take place, that they was going, he was going to bring forth the son. Well, you know what? He got older and weaker and more feeble. But, you know, he continued to hold on, and he had faults and failures and problems. But you know what? The word didn't change. The promise didn't change. And you know, even when he got off course and went the wrong way, you know what? God put him right back on the right track. And he kept going. And he kept going the right way. And he kept going. And he kept going. Well, guess what? There was a day that he come by revelation. You know what? He realized that it wasn't him, but it was God who made the promise. And you know what? He began to walk in that promise. And there was a day that he woke up and you know what? he began to see that son, 
I'm still getting older, still getting more problems, everything like that. But, you know, he began to see Amen. the sun. And he walked into that. And one day when he saw that, he continued to walk. And the next thing, he had a body change. If you can see the sun, whom the sun has set free is free indeed. Well, if you've been set free, then you know what? You've been set free from everything. Because if you've been justified, he that he has justified, he's already glorified. Well, if he started you on this journey, then you know what? He's going to finish this journey because he's already brought you. But, you know, you can see your, by your vision, by your faith, you can see there's already a body change. The body change is already here. It's our, But you walk into that. You just continue to walk. No matter what anybody else does, you continue to walk in that. And that's the good news. And that's our commission, Amen. to share the good news right. to everybody. Yes, what a thanksgiving. I, I was thinking about Brother Brandon preaching the invisible union, yes. understanding who the bride, the sinual virtuous yes. bride of Jesus Christ. Yes. He said, what kind, of, what kind of thanksgiving message is that? The greatest thanksgiving Amen. message. Amen. When you begin to see who you are, what a thanksgiving that is. When you begin to see who you are, where you come from, when you come from, from the, the poor, and you, you come from all of the, when he has brought you from your sin and trespasses and brought you into the glorious liberty of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing. Well, I'm going to quit because I might preach all night. But God bless you. Let's sing a song. Amen. To live the way he wants me to live. I want to give until there's just no football coach told, told us all one time he said son he said boys he said I don't care if you get beat 50 to nothing 
He said, but if you give everything you got out there on that field, when you walk in, you're just, you're, you're, you're just totally drained. He said, that's what I want. And that's what God wants. In this field of life, he just wants you to give your all. Give everything you got. Give it your best. Like, uh, like Brother, um, um, who was it? Brother Darrell Ward went into that football stadium, and there's a thing over the door, and we got it over the door back there. It don't say I give my all to Tennessee football, but it says I give my all to Jesus Christ. When you walk in this door, give it all. Because you know what? There was a man said one time, he said, God will only fill those who are not full of their self. Right? And that's right. So we got to empty out. We, we get these messages from, from Brother Tim, Brother Aaron, Brother Bob, Brother Luis, different ones that come and preach. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to empty us out. So that we can what? Hear from God. Because as Brother Aaron said, that's what the old guy said. He said, how long have you been in the way? He said, I've been in the blessed way about 30 years. And that guy said, that's your problem. You've been in the way for 30 years. Amen. So we need to let God have his way. So good to be back. Good to be back in the house of the Lord. Good. Uh, thank you all this weekend for, for pitching in and taking over and, and keeping Brother Tim uh, safe and fed him and, and got him out of here and made sure everything was good. Those were two wonderful sermons. Uh, we were able to stream in um, online um, live, so we sure appreciate all of you that <coughs> that did work. Now, tonight we're going to pray. We're going to get Brother Luis and Christine, the family, and Brother Aaron to come up and pray. But uh, Brother Martin Villarreal called me yesterday, and he is having meetings this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday night, Saturday at 5 o'clock, and Sunday service. Uh, and he asked me to speak Sunday night. I mean, Saturday night. So I'm going to go and speak for him Saturday night. But we'll have regular services coming Sunday. And that service will be on Saturday at 5 o'clock at Brother Martin Villarreal's. If anybody would like to go, it's in Lawrenceville. And you can get the uh, get the directions from us. I think we got a, a, a flyer somewhere that uh, that tells you where it's at. So just, I want, when, when you brothers, Brother Luis had just impressed on me today that go down there to preach to the people, but I want you to look for a miracle. Amen. I want you to look for a pure miracle, not just something to go, oh, well, this time. No, I want, to, I want you to see a miracle. I want a miracle because, like, what? that's the Great Commission, going to all the world and just sit there, <laughs> going to all the world and just, I'm an American. I'm here. I know more than you do. I got more money than you do. No. You're there to take them Jesus Christ. And listen, every time Jesus Christ shows up, there's a resurrection, there's a healing, there's salvation when he shows up. So we're going to pray that you will make a miracle and see a miracle and not be surprised when you do see it. Sometimes we get surprised. We shouldn't be surprised anymore. We should be, you know, we sing we have a miracle working God. Well, if he's a miracle working God, who does he do the miracle to? Himself? No, he does it to us. Every day of our life, he gives us a miracle. So I want you all to go see a miracle. I want you to produce a miracle, produce a life, all of you, every one of you. Just look look for God everywhere you go. And we sure do appreciate all of you, Brother Luis, Brother Aaron, Brother Christian from Ohio, and Brother Michael are are going. And we sure want to uh, bring them up now and let's uh, have prayer. Um, Brother Aaron, Brother uh, Luis, uh, come on. All, everybody's going. All, all the girls are going. So uh, before we get finished, I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. 
Uh, like I said, we'll have regular service on Sunday and Saturday night at Brother Martin's. Um, he wanted Brother Luis to interpret, but uh, he's going to be gone. Would love to. Yeah. That's what he said. I said, who's going to interpret for me? And he said, Brother Luis. I said, mm, not from Honduras. He's not. So take them all. You know, take them to them. I got a, we got a whole whole stack of them down here. Take them all. Pray for them? Yes, we're going to pray. We're going to, yeah, Brother Bob, um, come let's pray over these. Um, and we'll just take the whole. I tell you what. Put them back in there. We'll keep these and you can take all these. But we'll cut up some more. We got plenty more to cut up. Alright. We're gonna pray that they go and do accomplish whatever they're going to go to do, that you'll accomplish it. You've never been before, Brother Bob's been. It'll be a surprise, but it'll be a good surprise. And we appreciate the Lord letting them go. And the desire for them to go. Because you know what, guys? Look, these people are taking time off of work. They could go on vacation somewhere else. But they're taking their vacation time and their time away from, from even from family. Well, your family's going, but you're taking away from family time to go and do this. And, and it's an honor. I've been to Jamaica 11 times, been to the Philippines twice. So I know how it is about going and being away from your, your natural family. But it's the work of God. It's the work of God. It's like Brother Donnie Reagan said yesterday. I was listening to him. He said, "He said, you know, he said, when a man takes the the, the ministry that we have, this the ministry we have, that's a committal for life. You're a minister. It doesn't matter if you never preach another sermon. If you've been called to a ministry and you're ministering, that ministry's there all the time. And you 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 neglect family sometimes. You neglect friends sometimes. To do." What we are commissioned to do, and now the commission is, is to go all into the world and preach the gospel, as, as Jesus told us. And like what Brother Dan Daisley, or not what Brother Dan and Brother Green said, if you can't go, send somebody. So we're going to send them. And we're going to send them with the blessing of the Lord and these prayer cloths. We're going we're gonna to see not just one miracle. We'll see miracles out of this. Yes, sir. Also, I, Brother Wade and I talked about this. I know some of you give money. To, to Brother Luis to take with him. I'll be here Sunday if anybody wants to give any, any more. other yes. offerings. Because I know they're leaving Friday. They're leaving this coming Friday. I'll be here Sunday if anybody else wants to right. give Right, And you're leaving the next. I'll leave the next Friday. The next Friday. December 1st. December 1st. Sure, go ahead. Just real, real quick, um, when we pray, the first place where I'm going to be going to, uh, there's a situation that I found out about down there in, a, in the church that I'm one of the churches that I'm going to go to that I just I didn't know anything about. It's a very delicate situation regarding the pastor. And uh, and I just ask that, that you all uh, pray that the Lord would just give me wisdom as I yes. minister in yes. that place, because uh, I do not want to take any sides. No. And I do not want to. But but I believe that. Talking about the miracle, I believe that there's a miracle that can happen right there. Because I even talked to the pastor the other last week on the phone, just letting him know, listen, I'm 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 going to be there. But and he really really respected the fact that I called him to talk Wonderful. to him. And he said, I believe he he told me he said I believe the Lord is doing something already. 
So, because um, uh, there's been ministers have already gone through there without even talking to the pastor, and and it's just it's been a, it's been a mess. I could go with all the details, but I'm not going to. But just remember me in prayer. Yes. That the Lord will give me wisdom for Amen. that situation. Amen. 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 Appreciate that. Amen. All right, so let's all agree. Let's bow our heads and we'll pray over these cloths if you'll lay your hands on them. And wherever these go, we've seen miracles. We've seen cancer leave. We've seen people healed just by giving these prayer cloths. So it's not a hocus pocus. It is according to the word of God. Paul's not here, but the God of Paul is here. And the God of Paul is what healed those people, not Paul's clothes, right? But it is a contact that we're going to send over there from this church. And through our brothers, we're going to send this contact and this contact wherever it goes. And you hand that prayer cloth to somebody, there's your connection. That they know that you, this is behind them 100%. We're all behind them. This ministry is behind them. And, and the God that we serve is behind it. And it, this is just something. It's a vehicle to, to, to build their faith. That's what they did with Paul. Oh, Paul, he was an apostle. He, we saw miracles. Yeah, I'll take his cloth there. And, and, and I know God was with him. Well, it wasn't Paul's anointing. It was God's anointing through Paul. So we're going to send this through the spoken word church, through our brothers here, our ministers, and we're going to see miracles. I didn't know anything about that. You never told me about that. So I didn't know that there's one already starting. There's a miracle in the making, I think, is what the song says. Amen? So we're going to see it fulfilled when it gets there, though. So let's all bow our heads and believe. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Lord, wherever these prayer cloths go, Lord, number one, we pray, Lord, that, that there's mighty works behind it, Father. You told us, Lord, that even in the scripture that evil spirits left people when the cloth of Paul was laid, Lord, you're the same God. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd be with our minister brothers, Lord, Brother Luis, Brother Aaron. Lord, we put behind them, Lord, this whole church, Father, that's going to pray, Lord. Every day that they're gone, Lord, we just remind us, Lord, that we need to pray for them because they're not in their country, Lord. They're in a different place, Lord. And protect Sister Christine, Lord, and the girls, Lord, and any other that goes, Lord. We pray that you would just keep them, Lord. Lord, don't let them get sick, Father. You just put your mighty hand upon them, Lord. Just, Lord, let us go into your pavilion, Lord, and, and be, Lord, what we're supposed to be. As Brother Aaron said, go into all the world. You told us to do this, Lord. So now they're going to fulfill this commission. And it will not return void. It will accomplish. We will hear of miracles. We'll hear of manifestation. We will hear of rights being, uh, wrongs being made right. We'll hear of all these different things, Lord. Through the ministry of Jesus Christ through, as Brother Tim was saying this weekend so wonderfully, that you're now working through the bride. It's Mrs. Jesus Christ that's doing the work. You're doing it through, but you told us that it was going to be this way, Lord. Now, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you touch each one, Lord. This going, Father, Brother Christian also, and Brother Michael, Lord, that you'll bless them, Lord. And may they, when they come back, they have such a testimony, Lord, to little take It'll take all service for them to tell what happened, Lord. I pray, Lord, and I, I'm, I'm looking for that, Father. And I'm, I'm looking for a, even from Luis and, and Brother Aaron maybe a text to say, hey, a miracle just happened. Father, I pray that you'd be with them. Bless them, Lord. Be with them financially. Be with them, Lord. There's wisdom, as Brother Luis, Lord, wisdom to, to help in that situation, Lord. I know you put people in positions, Lord, so I pray that you'd put that, our Brother Luis in a position now that he can help that he can be something that brings them together, Father. And I pray, Lord, that we that there's not be a division. Satan loves to divide. 
But Lord, you bring us together, Father, under the word of God in that pavilion, and we send that now to where they're going, Father, wherever they go. Lord, wherever their feet touch, Lord, may you bless what's going on, Father. Just be with them and touch them, Lord. One more time, be with their bodies, Lord. We know as, as many times being, being in the foreign fields, you get tired and weary. You're in a different place. You're in a different country. You're eating different food. You're drinking different water. But, Lord, you said you'd protect us. And we ask in the name of the Lord that nobody gets sick, that their, their youth would be renewed and re regenerated while they're there, Lord, and that they'll preach the gospel like they've never preached it before, Father. I pray, Lord, it's beginning to be toward the end, Lord, where we're not going to be able to get to these places, where we're not going to be able to go because the squeeze is going to come and different things are going to happen. Lord, I pray that that impact will be, as you said Paul did, would go and, and, and raise somebody up in a community and give them the word of God and let that person preach to the community and raise the people up. Well, I pray, Lord, that our brothers here and our sisters will be a conduit that will flow through them, Lord, and it will be you. And it will be your word, Lord, that, that takes those people and binds them together, Lord, under you, Father, under that pavilion of grace that you've let these brothers take the time off Give them the money to do that, Lord. I pray that you'll give them safe comfort, Lord. And know that there's a group of people that's praying for them every day that they're gone. And we'll see them back, Lord, rejuvenated and ready to give a testimony. We ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, how many? Uh, I mean, how many people that that y'all prayed for that first time that that for babies and they had babies? Uh, it was three couples. Three couples. Three couples. Four couples. Couldn't have child. Couldn't have children. That we've given them. Give them prayer cloths. Absolutely. And each one of them has had children. They've got children. So, hey, listen, God's in all that. Well, bless them. Double blessing. Amen. We love you with the love of the Lord. Happy Thanksgiving. Be with your family if you can. You got a church family, but you also got a natural family. So don't eat too much, but eat all you can. Like Brother Aaron said, it should be a Thanksgiving every day, but we do have a day set aside to be thankful. That God did give us a country that we're free enough that we can go to those other countries and take the gospel to them. Because as, as people have always said, what if Brother Branham was to had, had to come from Africa, right, or, or come from uh, Tanzania, or or uh, who was it said they're going to Tasmania? Oh, Brother Chris Long, I said that's a good place for you to go, Tasmania. <laughs> but anyway, praise the Lord. But uh, why he'd want to go? But the Lord wants him to go. There's bride there. There's bride there. That's right. You been there? No, I've been to Australia. Oh, yeah, you have been to Australia. That's right. But there's bride everywhere. And God's, we're, we're gleaning to the last last group of people. And if it takes Brother Luis to, to help a brother, it don't just help that brother. It helps a whole church. Amen. That's why, Dad, many years ago, we built, we built a lot of churches, and we built some houses, and we built some of this, and we built some of that. Well, then he said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to give it to the brothers and let them take it right. like Brother Vernon and somebody come to him and say, I've got a, a leading of the Lord, Brother Danny, to go to a certain place. Well, then the funds that you produce for them, that we send them every month, Brother Vernon gives them 
400 or whatever the plane ticket is to get to where they're going. Well, listen, if one person in that community has helped, listen, you can leave and come back, but God stays there with that person. That's the way Paul did. Paul would take a group of people and he would raise them up, the Ephesians. That's why he went to Corinth, why he went to Ephesus. He had to go back to Corinth twice, but still it doesn't matter. All right, so he sends people like that, but I told him many times, and especially in the Philippines, I said, we can spend our time for three weeks and I can go preach for 15 different churches. It's just an American coming to preach. And everybody glories and everybody's happy. But why not bring the ministers in and have a ministers meeting like we did in Palau when about 55 ministers were there. And we got to teach a little bit on the seals and even so much to where a brother got revelation and he started preaching to himself. Just, you know, teaching the others in, in their native language. That's best because I'm going to leave. Brother Luis is coming back. Sister Christine coming back. Brother, they're coming back here. You better. Amen. You better. It ain't a one-way ticket. Amen. Thank you. Okay. I'm not, okay. But when they come back, God's still there. That's why there's a door. There's an entrance been made. There's a door been opened. And this church has been a, a very integral part of of going to different places and, mm-hmm. and forwarding the gospel to the foreign countries. And we sure do appreciate uh, what the church has done here over the years. Uh, we give a lot of money for little churches. We are, and uh, we sure appreciate Brother Dale doing that because he had a mind of, of giving anyway, so we appreciate that. So just remember them in prayer and just have a happy Thanksgiving. And let's, let's sing that song one more time. I want to live the way he wants me to live. And you'll just be dismissed. Be with your family. Be be careful. Be safe on the highway. The way.